We are recording on the audio. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Stepping into 2020, Lord. <laughs> Stepping in. How did we. We stepped into 2020 seven months late. I know. <laughs> we should have stayed in 2020. We should have stayed in October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but this, hey, this is probably, this is more efficient. And at least we can still do the is identity, it, the identity booth. Finally, the, the, the cat in the suit is back. <laughs> I, there is a part of me that says we have to run the thing for this because before this point, I'm going to tell y'all straight up, Eric has been, he's been preaching this to me, but I've been re- redundant and reluctant to even try it. So once again, just like how we got the video started on this because of Eric, we're now doing this through zoom and we're getting this information out. Okay. To, to, be, to, be, to be fair to the people, bro, neither one of us wanted to do this. It's not the same as us sitting next to each other, elbowing each other in the arm when we disagree. It's not the same. We wanted to be able to fight each other. Yeah. And now, we're, and, hey, we got the booth, so now we're going to be able to do that. So yeah. uh, let's clap sync for, yeah. the, for the first time in 2020. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Identity Booth. And we are bringing you quarantined identity booth. We bringing you back now. All y'all know, I, he is he is one of the original hosts of the show. But I, I always like doing introductions because it's been such a long time. We have a celebrity in the house. Escobar Caesar has returned. <laughs> now I, yeah. I'll let the boy wonder. You know, introduce himself because he's once again. If you don't know, you need to go back like fifty episodes. Yeah, man, it's been a long time, brother, like, and mainly because we've been stubborn and not wanting to do Zoom, but after watching everybody else do it, we were just like, screw it, we might as well, we like, might as well jump on the train. Yeah, we are very, very late on the train, but it is what it is. I mean, we're four months in the Rona season and four months too late into doing Zoom calls, and I have a paid account and have had a paid account account for a year, so that's shame on me. But nevertheless, the boy wonder is back in the booth in HD, hopefully yeah. for y'all viewing pleasure. And I hope this audio quality comes out as good as we want it because we've got a lot of catching up to do. We do. We do. And really what it comes down to that I feel a lot of people have aren't, aren't inherently aware of is that. Uh, be, like as this started as a, a get out of free jail card for me and Eric jumped on board because he has a bunch of ideas and as you guys will find out throughout this conversation and through our future conversations and even a lot of the past our friendship was kind of mended on off of this podcast our yeah. friendship is built around this podcast so I don't get to I don't get to like pull my punches with Eric because Eric will eat me alive if I don't come correct. Like it's just we hold each other to a certain level, and I and we 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 elegantly tote that line of you can disagree and still be friends. I think that's a big thing going on right now. That's yeah. A, like I've seen that post a lot on the social medias, um, 
all of Eric's information on how to reach him, he's never going to answer you on social media unless it's like in the comment sections of a video. So don't waste yep. your time. He doesn't care about your feelings. So like if you want to, no. if you really want to make a, a, make it known to him that you're saying some shit to him, you need to find him on the, on the comment section of our videos. So like yeah. share, subscribe. Since you left us, I think we're at like 150, we were like at 150. We're at 171 right now. So, you oh, know, man. we're trying to get to the 200 subscribers. <laughs> yes, we're going to make <laughs> it happen. I want a I, plaque on the back of the wall. I, I would love a, a a silver plaque, a gold plaque, a platinum plaque from YouTube. That would be, that would say something. We, that's that's a lot of hard comparing work. Comparing ourselves, we're constantly comparing ourselves to uh, Abe and Preach, and I feel like we sh we we can be better than them. Like yes. all the respect to them, but we can be better than them. I, yeah. I'm a way better editor than Abe. I mean, like, I feel like, our and you're a way better dresser. Listen, I, I love those are my dudes. Oh, come on but now! I'm literally wearing a t-shirt I stole from Toronto. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, listen, it, at least you twist your hair. My man is pause. My man is not a bad looking dude, but I just like my man. Can you just clean your nails and just get a fade for your boy every now and again? Maybe hey, he don't have to look good for me. I mean, he's still bagging them down apparently. Cause they blowing them up in the DM. So hey, no shade to my guy. Shout out to Ivan Preach, man. We love y'all. Hey, we are, support you guys. hundred percent. I'll even put a, I'll put a link down there because I, I feel like they're popular amongst like black men and black. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, I don't think a lot of people know about them. So I'll put their link in the description below. I don't think they need it. They're they're clearly beasts on their own rights. But hundred percent. It's maybe, just maybe it's just pure and it's just pure admiration. It's like we're yeah, like we're point. like an American version of them that nobody knows about. <laughs> Except <laughs> <need> to find. <laughs> <laughs> and his name you is know, Eric Preach. His name's Eric Preach. I'm just Eric. You know what I mean? So. Damn, it, we 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 gonna find our footing. Somebody's gonna pay us for this one day. Somebody's gonna pay us for this, or oh, maybe 100. our kids will just be laughing at this in the future. Either whichever, way, good. whichever Either comes way. first. Yeah. But other than that, how you been? Like. Um, you know, every time you ask this question, you have to give a little bit of a caveat because everyone knows that we're going through a pandemic right now. Um, yeah. So besides, you know, the world being on fire, are you good? How's how's the wife? Let's. Hey, Shawnee. Uh, she, she's outside reading a book <laughs> she, oh, okay, she, and, okay. and, and eating a smoothie bowl. She ain't worried about your boy right now. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. But as soon as she comes back in, she's going, she's going to want, she's going to want her Shawnee time. So anyway. <laughs> Um, nah, man, I've been, I've been hanging out, working, uh, a lot more from home than I have when I was in the office, which is really crazy, especially when you work in the medical field and you're a worker call schedule and you're the boss. It's, it's a double-edged sword. So my phone does never stop ringing. Um, the first time I'm going to be able to turn my phone off in two years will be, uh, on Sunday when I go to Cancun. Hey, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not happy about this. I'm very upset. <laughs> uh, I've already. I've, I've talked down to him. I've told my mom that Eric is going out of country. She said, "You want me to call him? You want me to talk to him?" And I was hey, like, listen, no, I, "I would take what mom said heavily under advisement." But dude, you know better than I do. We we work in the same field. We do the we do the same job, and you know how stressful it is. The only difference is. You chose not to get into management because you're in school, <laughs> and I chose to get in management because I refused to go. So it's it's a it's a bit of a different world. Like when you're not at work, you're not at work. When I'm not at work, I'm still at work. And no, for sure, I, I can't. I, I'll never be able to 
comprehend the stress that you're going through as far as like di- managing uh <laughs> And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know any of your your employees, so I can speak freely. At managing idiots, <laughs> but for the few competent ones, there's not enough. And if I'm speaking from my experience in my group, we have we have this one dude who's a workhorse here, and I damn near thought he died yesterday. And I was like, if he quits or he's gone, I'm not working here no more because yeah. this is the only guy who gets yep. shit done. Like yep. I know why I'm here. I'm here to get my check and leave. Like, 100%, but he man. he loves this place, so I can definitely expect that. I. I will adhere to you. I will say this also to the masses. Make sure you're wearing your mask. You 100%. Make, Don't make come sure to me with practice. that foolishness, man. Do not come to me with that. <laughs> I I live in a free country. I don't have to wear a mask. I'm going to tell you, man, you can kick rocks, bro. I don't have time for that. It's not about the mask being comfortable. And I'm not just saying that because I wear one for work and Hero wears one for work. I'm saying that because, number one, I'm not sick and I don't want to get sick. Number two... I could be a carrier and I don't want to uh, infect somebody with a weak immune system. I work out five, six times a week. I do cardio. I have, if, and if I had time, I would open my closet right here and you'd see all the supplements I have in there that I take every day. You guys would be like, oh, if this guy got sick, it's because this was a grade A um, virus from outer space. I'm telling you, I'm on a strict regimen. I'm on a very strict diet. I have not been sick in over a year, and I want to keep it that way, even with the Rona going on. I haven't had a sniffle. I haven't had a chill. I haven't had anything. I'm, I'm completely okay, and I want to and, stay that and way. I speak to, and, I mean, obviously, me and you are a special breed. We When the, when we read signs that say wash your hands 60 seconds, like we adhere to those things. Like mm-hmm. we have proper glove and mask removal. We understand mm-hmm. the integral parts of working in a sterile and a sterile environment so like we have those pluses but you know for everyone else maintain your social distancing you know i won't, I won't say social distance because this is we're being social at a distance i would say physical distance that's no, a better sure. way sure. and to your hand washing thing me and hero are probably some of the biggest hand washing snobs you'll run into we're not well yes we are we're kind of germaphobes because we see blood and guts and piss and poop on a regular basis and we see how disgusting some ORs are. So if the water's not if the water isn't uncomfortable when you wash your hands, it's probably not hot enough. And you need to keep your hands under there and you need to do it for at least sixty seconds. Rinse. Got to. Shake Got off. To. Paper towel. And if they've got hand sanitizer, put hand sanitizer on after you wash. It's just a good practice. Anyway, that's our PSA for for uh, that was our, <laughs> hygiene. That was our TED Talk on hy- <laughs> hy- hygiene. Thanks for coming, guys. Roll credits. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> but other wow. than that, so we got the vacation coming up. You and the wife are going out of the country. Yeah. Uh, be safe. Have fun. Um, I don't know. Is it what? What is there? Like, what's Cancun known for? Is um, tequila. Stars? <laughs> now nah, they got Cubans there in Mexico, which is weird. No, nah, they got um, they're known for tequila. It's one of the big tequila places in the country. I mean, it's not far from a lot of the uh, popular tequila farms. But we're we're on an all inclusive resort, man. I'm going to one place. I'm staying. I'm not doing any traveling around. I literally just wanted to lounge outside of the country. It's my first time actually outside of the country. I only got my passport right before Corona came, and it's funny because we got our passports in February. We just in December of last year, we kind of felt like something was going to happen. 
we both kind of woke up one day like, we need to get our passport. Something's going to happen. And sure enough, the Rona came. I mean, it's been very, very uncanny. We've been wake up, waking up in the middle of the night like, uh, we need to save money. Or we need to go buy this. Or we need to go do that. And we had, we literally, the three months before the Rona happened, we literally made some major changes to our life, which have kind of put us in this position. Plus, we've been paying on this trip since October. And so we were just like, nah. We we need to we need to get out for a little bit and go do something else to change the scenery. We're only gonna be gone like four or five days and we'll be back, and we'll see how it goes after that. But some friends of ours, we were actually supposed to go on the trip with, were um we ended up having some scheduling conflicts, so they went um last week, and they said it was a blast. It wasn't that many people there. The whole physical distancing thing was not really an issue. Everything was separated, and they said these these people literally enjoyed serving them. And so it was a great time and they didn't leave. I mean, everything's all inclusive. So all your meals, spa, gym, pool, drinks, whatever it is you're trying to do, unless it's like some kind of upgrade thing was already paid for. So you just, you're just there tipping people and having a good time. I mean, I, I, I can imagine how great it is. Uh, I already I canceled every trip I had for this year. You know, this year I was supposed to go to Africa. This year I was supposed to go back to Toronto. Uh, this year we were going to go to Dubai for uh, my mom's. Uh, my mom has three friends who all turned sixty around the same time, including her because oh, she turned sixty. Like so, they were going to do a trip in Dubai, and the kids were going to just pop up for the weekend. You know, just to show them because from that point they were then going to fly uh, to mm-hmm. go visit Mecca. So. All those things got like tossed to the wayside, and obviously with interviewing for school, like everything, that's the one blessing I've gotten because I don't have to fly to these schools anymore. I can do yeah. everything through Zoom, which yeah. is like super important to me because once again, like I don't know, uh, I'm not in the position I was when I was in D.C. So yeah. spending money on flying into these places, or even if they made us come to these places during a pandemic. It would be really sus for someone like me to be in the healthcare industry because it's, <laughs> it's a nerve wracking thing for me. Yeah. Like I've even stopped talking to like to the girls that I was talking to as the pandemic got worse because I was like, I don't feel comfortable being around you knowing that I took someone off a vent who was covid positive because mm. he was more than 80 percent dependent on the vent. That feels strange to me. That feels like are are you really being a decent human being hero by like oh you're fine you don't feel sick i'm like yeah i don't feel sick but i could definitely i could be one of the worst super carriers of the world literally Mm -hmm. have no signs or symptoms and be full-blown potency to like from me touching people so my isolation has been pure like these last three months if if i wasn't me i'd be thoroughly concerned about whoever is dealing with because i don't I, i think this is the first time i've said a word out loud in my house talking to you like i've been in the house all day and it's it's four it's five o'clock and this is the first time i'm saying words so i mean you don't talk it, to it's, yourself it's re- i talk to myself in my head people what do people talk out loud is that i my- talk i talk out loud to myself i see if i saw that i think that was crazy i mean i've been like that since i was a kid i think out loud to myself I, that's probably a better way to say it. i process my thoughts out loud because sometimes you need to hear how stupid it is in your ears <laughs> <laughs> no that hey Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I don't have anything going because I don't say my ideas out loud. But no, um, 
besides that, like I, the only other thing that I've gone to go do, you know, I'm now a liberal with a gun. Hey, so that makes you that makes you a JFK liberal. liberal. I'm a JFK liberal. I I can still be a Bernie liberal. He's still he's still strong on the Second Amendment. Bernie got hella guns. He lives in Vermont. He has a reason to. The speed limit on the highway is 85, even in the winter. And there's bear and deer crossing signs everywhere. He needs a gun. He doesn't have he doesn't have a choice. (laughs) That's a little bit different for him. But uh, I just, I don't, and I say I'm a liberal gun. I just recently went target practicing. Um, I showed Eric the picture. If I can find the picture, I'll put it up now. And, but, and, then, um, and then put up the picture of the gun that I have. Just make sure the serial numbers are, are, are not showing. <laughs> yes. And, oh, that was, that's a, such a great point. So me. <laughs> this is how close so, we are. You want to tell the story? Tell the story, Eric. Okay. So me, this is about three weeks ago. I've been on Hero for months. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, say, bro, you need to go get a gun, bro. You need to go get a gun. And I told him because he told me he went out to the protest. And I'm like, dude, you're 6'5". You're over 300 pounds. If I was on the other side if or if I was a ne'er-do-well, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to shoot you. And what's the procedure with a gun in the face if you don't have one on your waist? You're going to have to take that L. Listen, I was like, Hero... You got family to come home to. The day that I call you and you don't pick up the phone or I call you and mom picks up the phone and says something. Listen, in the afterlife, me and you going to have words. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, that's all because you didn't want to go because you didn't want to go buy a piece. I'm like, so anyway, we talked about it. I told him, I was like, go get a gun. So he goes to the range. He, t- he texts me randomly and shows me this box and it's a pistol. It's a. In America, we call it a Canik, but it, it's a Turkish gun. It's a Janik. And he has the exact same gun I have. I have mine in the military. It's called FDE. I have mine in the military brown. And he has his all in solid black. He actually has the upgraded version because he's got the optic-ready barrel, uh, uh, slide on his. Um, and I and I don't. But he's got the um, slightly bigger capacity, even though I just went and bought the 18 plus one magazine recently. Oh, okay. So, My yeah. Bad. Yeah, so, so so I'm in there now. But yeah, we bought the exact same gun, and that wasn't even playing. I was like, yo. <laughs> I, I literally told the lady, when, as I, there was the Glock there. There was a bunch of, uh, they, they had a dozens of guns. Like, I, the, uh, there's, so, there's so much you have to know about the weapon that you're using before yeah. you actually pick it up. Because I was under the impression that, you know, Certain guns had certain fits and feel, but there's a weight behind them. There's a mm-hmm. kick behind them. And when I was holding this gun, I literally said out loud, my brother, in reference to you, would this feels like a gun my brother would use. <laughs> and I and once again, I didn't I didn't talk to Eric about buying my weapon because I didn't want to feel like a bias towards it. Everybody that tells me to buy a gun, even Eric told me this, is you don't buy a gun that you that looks cool. You buy a gun that feels good. So when I shot the Glock and I shot the Canic, they the Glock seemed smooth, but the the cannon felt right. Like it didn't feel like it felt like an extension of my hand. That was the best way of putting it. Like I didn't feel myself looking down the sight. I felt myself just aiming. Like and me yeah. and you have a certain set of skills because we have these uh fine uh skills yeah from surgical we're a lot more uh adept to looking down sight cutting where we want to cut not 
looking at our knife or our yeah. scalpel or our uh, four by fours or pickups or whatever to pick up on it. So it's in the natural sense. And uh, because of that, I was able to hit my target 10 times on and I got a free load of 50, uh, 50, 50 free bullets from the hey, owner. So that was pretty run cool. Run it. I need it. <laughs> and we ain't cheap <laughs> these days, especially nine millimeter. Yeah, that I was kind of, but it's, for the a day because like I'm going to go get my concealed handgun license mm-hmm. uh, so I've been decided to keep the weapon there until I've like got uh, the certification to actually carry it there's no point in me uh, toting it around I can't have it in Nebraska I can't have it loaded uh, I can only have it loaded in my house if I don't have my concealed carry yeah that's not fine I'd rather have it home loaded <laughs> than I would at the range but I mean no, for right. sure but but once again, it's one of those things where it's like you set you set up you set guidelines and principles. You got to be a man of your word. You set yep. up principles and guidelines. Follow those principles and guidelines. Like no one's gonna nah. knock you for being a man of your word. Nah, not at all. And it's, and again, you pay for it. It's in a safe place. And if you need it, you know where to go and get it. So the main thing is that you have it. And the thing is, I'd rather have it and not ever need to use it <laughs> than to be in the other situation because that situation is yeah. uncomfortable. After after like training with it and seeing it, you, the people who truly neglect their firearms are truly disgusting people. And I get why. Like you hear the stories, you hear the stories of the guys who have their guns, and someone's stealing their car and they shoot that person and they get sent to jail. And and it makes sense now in retrospect. Like before I knew it was wrong, but now it makes sense to me why it's wrong because that it's not an equal punishment. No, you have insurance. You have uh, you have the ability to maintain safe, like safe physical distance. There's no the immediate re- that weapon is literally supposed to be used when you have no options left. Yeah, like there's there's not even a fair fair uh, fair burden for warning shots. There's no such thing as a warning shot. Nope. If you want to give a warning shot, uh, this is uh, and uh, I have to uh, the guy's name escapes me, but he gave he he told me he's like you know I'm not opposed to putting two uh two uh being ba- uh two uh being bags shots in the 12 gauge and firing those off because if you do that that shows intent that oh this is a warning to you my friend this is me not wanting to end you my friend this is me giving you a chance to surrender yeah. then the next one is going to hurt yeah. so like there are steps and protocols for you to do in order for you to protect yourself. But when you see people who don't do that, it, it automatically makes you worry about their their overall mental capacity to do this, their overall uh, care about human life, and if they should ever have owned a gun in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the bigger point. I don't. I really didn't intend for this. To turn, I don't want it to turn into a, a gun discussion. But, but you know, just to end, end this and, and see how you're doing, I think you're completely correct. There are people who really need to be evaluated prior to buying a firearm. And there are a lot of loons out here, especially right now, this whole gun grab thing. People are panicking. And what I realize is after going to the range and seeing these people who just bought guns, most people have guns. And listen, they wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Listen, they couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a baseball bat, bro. These people are terrible shots. Um, and, you know, if they, if they were maybe five feet from you, they could hit you any further than that. The first couple shots probably going to miss. If they hit you, it's really a coin flip. You got a better chance of, of rushing them and taking the gun or getting in a more advantageous position. But 
Yeah, if you own them, be responsible. Keep them in a safe place. If you have to keep it loaded, make sure you have a safety. Don't buy a gun with no safety if unless you unless you don't have it chambered around chambered. And and make sure that your kids can't get to it. Nothing like that. Be be an adult with it. No, Practice sure. with it. Know what you're doing. But anyway, no, my sure. man, what's going on with you? Tell me how things have been. Man. So this is the last week of summer school for me. Hey. Uh, I got some big I got some big decisions to make. Like yeah. uh there was a part of me that was like, why should I be paying rent? Just go home, wait till interview season's over and you know, stay in Chicago. But I I guess it's like the worker in me. I, I want to be able to keep making income for every dime I make in the stock market right now. Uh, it's a fluctuating market. I, I finally am starting to close in on that $400 gap. I have a video coming in about the, my first $600 loss in the market, but mm-hmm. like I'm starting to close in on that gap. But uh, there's a part of me that is like saying, okay, interviews for certain schools have been shut down. Some schools don't know how they're going to interview, you know, I have a short list of places I want to go. Obviously, Chicago's on the list. Texas is on the list. Uh, Utah is on the list. And that's because uh, I just really fell in love with Salt Lake City. That was the last city I went to before coming here to Nebraska. Uh, Vegas is on the trip. Uh, mm, Colorado's Vegas. on the trip. Colorado. I'm, I'm really trying to, because like the next place I go, I, want, I bought a house in D.C. because I thought that was where I was going to be. Like that ended up not working out the way I wanted to, but that's my level of commitment. As soon as I get to the spot, I'm looking to buy a house. Like uh, me and my brother, uh, me, my brother and sister, we started an LLC. Uh, So we're putting houses, we're buying houses in these cities right now as we speak. And we're trying to build that chain of wealth. We have two, we have two houses on this LLC and I want to be the third one on there. So we're trying to build on this and get it rolling. PA school, uh, I've also decided to not just do a surgery stint. I think mm-hmm. it's super important for me to also do a primary care stint. Yeah, I want to be able to like say uh, the fact that I would be able to say that I can see um, young African American men or women and give them that representation they're always looking for. And yeah. surgery, whenever I see my surgeons, they're always going to be sleep. I mean, my patients, they're always going to be sleep. Yeah. So they don't know me. They don't know that someone was there having their back. I think seeing someone like me initially makes people feel comfortable. So I want to do that. I think it's important. I think COVID is going to continue to be something that's super like relevant and to the, to the point. So I think me having a primary care physician uh, assistance background even yeah. if it's minute just to understand that part i i don't really like that aspect of it but i want to be able to say i can do it yeah that that means a lot um you know we've talked about it before but i have a surgeon that i and she used to work with me quite often i don't see her as much anymore and i asked her this question i was like why don't you think um more black people are in the medical field especially in the surgeon's capacity see and this is a, 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 a liberal white lady in her 40s and she told me Eric, because you don't see anyone black doing what you're doing it's like we only become what we what we can imagine and if you don't see it then how do you know that you can do it and she said there's a rare few people who who can rise above that but for the majority of us that's not true it just doesn't happen and i was like and if she has good enough sense to be able to recognize that then we as a group of people should have enough sense to know that if we're going to get into a field and we want to affect some change in that way and diversify the representation that, yeah, we have to grind hard just as hard as anybody else, do the work, and then 
be there so that the young people or the people who are who didn't even know the possibility can say, oh, yo, this guy's no, not any more special than me, then I can hop in too. And low key, if I get cool with this dude, he can help me uh, shorten my learning curve and, you know, avoid some obstacles that he ran into. So it's a bit easier for me. You know, and I'll definitely give a shout out to Dr. Marani. He's an Indian man, uh, mm-hmm. but he's uh, he's our uh, liver surgeon out here. And he, he was ecstatic when he first met me because... Uh, I told him like, oh, he's from Toronto, so he knows Dr. Uh, Shaft, Kashefji, and all of them. And I was just like, yeah, I worked with them with EVOP, and he was just like, wow, like that TGH is like so well known for it to be like a Toronto hospital is internationally known. And you know, he was like, so he, you know, he just had to push away. He just had to push on. Like, so what are you doing? Like, what are you gonna do with that? I'm like, oh, well, I'm trying to get in PA school. He's trying to keep me out here. He was straight <laughs> up. He said, I'll talk to whoever you want me to talk to like he he was like it it brings me joy to see someone of your tenacity and capability trying to be more like Mm. especially now i feel like if you're trying to get into the medical field or if you're trying to do anything like let's take into consideration that the rona has derailed a lot of things and we're not going to discount the the mental uh influx mental deflux that is had on people and just the financial burdens all these things that horrible things happen but we've now reached a point where you can say you're plateauing because you're starting to get your footing you can get beat up in the first two rounds but that third round you need to start bobbing and weaving you need to start returning the jabs and i think like that's what i've started to realize in this at this moment moment in the pandemic all right I'm no longer concerned about certain things. I'm still obviously concerned about the disease, but how am I going to fight in this pandemic to start yeah. getting bigger, better, and faster? You know? Yeah. yeah, I think this is a time that's kind of made um, me and my wife sit down and we were already, we already had forward thinking ideas, but the situation actually made us make a faster pivot than we anticipated. Um, it made us be more aggressive with our businesses, our savings, our investing, and that's what the path I'm on right now. I've been, and here I knows me, I've been on a um, a serious, the last two years, I've gotten really serious about learning how to trade foreign exchange commodities, um, and that's where I'm at, and I finally have a legit system that I've, that I'm comfortable with, that's very, very, very predictable, and I'm getting my feet wet, and I'm you know, I'm I'm stumbling here a little bit, but you know, I gotta get uh, iron out the wrinkles. And once once I put this crease in, it's a wrap, man. Like, um, I've got money set aside. I'm gonna dump it in the market, and I'm gonna get busy. And my goal is to to walk away from my job in six months to a year. Once I get that to that point of comfortability, and I know it's gonna happen. But if I didn't have this 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 situation come to make me reframe and re- and refocus. I would have just limped along with the life that I had because I make pretty good money. Um, I make comfortable money. That's what I'll say. My wife makes comfortable money. Her business does very well. Um, and she has, and she's a personal trainer. She has private clients. She works at a boutique fitness place. And she has a network marketing business that she's successful in. So, I mean, she brings in almost as much money as I do with my full-time job. And so, you know, at some point you got to think about how do you help as many people as possible? You got to have that time where you got to have the position and a certain 
a niche skill set that is extremely coveted in order to be able to convince people to come and listen to the information that you have so that you can help them um, get go uh, farther faster than you did. I mean, here yeah, and I are in our 30s, you know what I mean? I'm going to be 34 um, in October. Hero's going to be 32 in September. So, you know, we're really, we're at that point in our life where we've got a lot of things figured out. And I think, like to what you were saying, once we get our feet set in the place we want to be, it's going to open the door for so many people to come behind us. No, absolutely. And I mean, we're, we're literally, uh, we're writing our history as we speak, but I mean, that's neither here or there. We, we can go on and on, but that's basically what the catch up is all about. So Eric, do you still know how to do this? Do you still know how to close us out? Do you? Yeah, man. I'm listen. It's like riding a bicycle. So, I mean, we've got so many more places now that you can find us. So listen, Spotify has changed, changed the game. Shout out to Joe Rogan for getting that $150 million. Um, so you can catch us on Spotify. We definitely on YouTube. We're obviously on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Um, we're we're on uh, Last FM, um, Google Play, which is now completely integrated in YouTube. So it's the same thing. YouTube Music. So yeah, so we're all in the same thing now. But yeah, that's where we are. And you can find Hero at Wakanda's First Hero on Instagram. And you can find me at the Incline Fitness, the Boy Wonder. I forgot my password today. I don't know how to reset that. So, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you can catch him in the comment section. But this has been the catch-up. This is the identity booth. And our goal is to constantly try and identify with you guys as you identify with us. I hope we were able to accomplish that. You know, It's good seeing my boy back. And we're going to have a few more interviews, a few more uh, videos coming out. I'm definitely going to hold him Y'all stay tuned. Take care of yourselves. Take a glass. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Oh, my goodness. I hope all of you.